What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. All right, before we begin, make sure you're listening on 2x speed because that is going to be a completely different experience. and i completely uh, <clears throat> you know recommend doing that now originally i wanted to publish this yesterday which is saturday uh, however my throat was just not cooperating so i thought it it would be better if i just uh, sort of skip it and do it on sunday so today also you'll see two episodes from me the first one will be this one the second one will be basics with kr so depending on which one you're listening to and depending on which one you want to listen to uh you might want to just you know check the title first and then click on the play button ideally you can listen to both because this uh this this week's basics with kr is also going to be slightly different uh it's because i'm going to cover fx and other sort of other markets than just your traditional equity which uh, we're so used to seeing so that's what that's what's in store for basics with kr this time in terms of what i'll be speaking today uh in this episode uh regular stuff you know my day's view how the fx market perform nifty bank nifty my trades and finally my lessons so nothing out of the ordinary for this one but make sure you listen to basics with kr also this time it's not it's because this is uh this is the time where it's starting to become uh you know intermediate with kr it seems because it's no longer just what are trades and what is the market it's actually uh developing a bit more from those things so if you are wondering if you are curious if you want to learn more make sure you listen to that all things considered the day was quite positive if you look at how the market's closed it was very positive 115 points or so for nifty uh, is not a joke at all it was also extremely volatile and it, it was just it, it was crazy volatile in my experience and in my opinion I feel that you know calling the market weird because th- this is a term that I use a lot. I say that hey the market was a bit weird today or uh, I don't know it just felt like it was out of place. Nowadays I'm feeling that saying that the market is weird is inherently uh you know wrong because the market is the market it's neither weird nor is it uh you know perfect and textbook. It's just what it is. So when I say weird what I mean is that it just seemed like it was not following the general uh, sort of pattern and movements that we normally see so if you're curious about that why do i say it's weird that is what i mean that typically the market would follow a, a set sort of general theme or it would follow a certain um, general way of going about things that is not something that we saw happening today and that is when i say it was weird it's not because i feel that it looked weird or something that this is literally the reason so i just want to elaborate on that because uh you know that that might be a sort of a a thing which people might be wondering that hey what is weird now so just want to get that cleared up now on friday we also saw or rather well we were supposed to see the fm announcement at uh, 3:15 So that was delayed though so at least till the market's closed I did not recollect seeing anything I was actually um the live stream was open in one of my windows but then it just did not uh 
start till well after the market hours so possibly there was some some intentional reason for that now the fm announcement in itself was nothing spectacular it was just like a report card and if i'm being completely honest i haven't even gone through the entire thing it was basically showing how uh, the government and how the finman plans to realize or at least hopes to realize that 5 trillion dollar uh, economy goal so as i understand that that is basically it of course a few things were clarified so that might help the markets gain some amount of confidence that uh, you know and and in turn help them sort of uh, be more clearer except you know sort of skip the part where it's trading trading con- uh, cautiously and just have some amount of decisiveness that might happen but overall nothing really too decisive from uh, my you know initial reading again there might be something which is interesting in the announcement but i personally haven't looked at it in depth so it was mostly a report card so that is possibly why the markets did not move like you know ridiculously uh, during the day so yeah i mean that is that is it about the fm announcement and the day's general theme nifty was 38 gainers and 12 losers bank nifty was slightly better at 10 gainers and just two losers so yeah with that we move to forex now so if you remember if you recollect what was there on friday in the currency markets gbpinr was shining very 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 bright 2-3% up or something if i remember correctly and the reason for that if you're wondering is because boris johnson uh, won the election again the conservative party had quite possibly one of the best uh, elections that they've had and the labor party had one of the worst elections that they've had in since 1935 if i remember correctly so clearly an interesting move and with that boris johnson has said that the brexit will happen by jan 31st whether it does or not it it really depends now i'm no i'm no one to speculate and there is no reason to speculate the thing is that the thing you need to keep in mind is that gbp inr was through the roof um on the selection news so that was the star of the show i unfortunately could not trade uh, gbp inr or any other currency on friday for that matter because it just did not fit in with my trade setup I'm still new to FX so I haven't yet adapted my trade setup to FX completely so that might be the reason why my trades are quite selective but I do intend on fixing that sooner rather than later so that is it as far as GBP INR is concerned and as far as the other pairs are concerned they somehow did not fit in very well I feel GBP INR not GBP but uh, JPY INR was down quite a lot if I remember correctly it was a massive gap down opening uh, this is purely as i'm not looking at the charts right now i'm just trying to recollect and usd inr again 0.2.16 or it's very relatively flatter and you you'll learn more about why these moves are so important in today's basics with kr so make sure you're listening to that trust me it's it's something different and it's different for me also so it's something new that i'm trying that's why i'm telling you guys to listen to it and yeah fx market relatively normal except for that gbp inr thing which is which is expected because of uk's general election so yeah uh, let's let's move on with nifty shall we all right so nifty closed at 12086.7 it's up 114.9 points which is 0.96% 
and it was of course a very positive day if i remember correctly quite possibly the most positive day that we've had in this week and maybe even last week so that's a good thing now uh, i'll jump straight to the weekly chart for nifty and that's because it looks very reassuring to me and this is purely in my opinion it it, it looks very reassuring because of that support it sort of bounced up from that base that it had created previously but uh, you know it's still yeah it's, it's still sort of range bound i would not say that it is completely in the clear sort of range bound but the good thing that it is, is that it does have support so i am expecting some sort of a uh, you know retest of that all time high level now if we jump lower to the daily chart we see that there is sufficient support for uh, 12100 plus breach and uh, this is despite the day's high being just 12098 so despite that 12100 level not being attempted on friday i do feel that there is sufficient support for it to actually uh, go up and test those levels at least and uh, the all time high right now i believe is 12158 or so and uh, it may possibly just touch that or you know see if it's uh, sustaining at that level whether it sustains or not is a different question but i do feel that a test might happen soon uh and yeah that that said the gaps are present on the lower side so if you look at the daily chart you will see that there are a lot of gaps in fact friday's uh day it it just it just opened with a massive gap up it was like uh what 40 50 points gap up minimum so that is a gap that is just waiting to be filled and i'm hoping that that is not a cause of worry so overall if we look at supports and resistances uh 12020 the first support that's because it was the low for friday the next support is expected to be around 12000 psychological level also a previous support it's a change in polarity approximately at that level the next support is going to be at uh, where can where can i find it it's approximately at 11971 that's the first gap filled the second gap is going to be filled at 12020 or so so that is where it 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 is on the lower side on the upper side it has uh 12100 of course is going to be quite an important level but i do feel that it will not have uh many issues in breaching that level now apart from 12100 we've got another level at 12110 or so because that's one of the previous all time highs and from there it's probably just going to attempt the all time high uh if not it'll just go down because that is the next resistance level as far as nifty is concerned coming to uh the top gainers for the day we've got axis bank leading the pack it's at 752.25 and it's up 4.18% axis is on my watch list i've mentioned this previously uh, and that's purely because of that beautiful support zone that it had showed now monday is going to be an important an important day because it is approaching or it's roughly at the resistance zone so let's see if if it can uh, breach that on monday then that's a good thing if not uh, it's it's already at a resistance zone The next gainer for the day is 149.45 closing, up 3.78 percent. That is Vedanta Limited Ved L. It has broken out of that downtrend uh, line, and I'm expecting a resistance, a proper resistance, to be there at approximately 158 to 160. So approximately at th- that price level, I am expecting a slowdown or a reversal. Uh, that's purely again resistance zone. Coming to the losers for the day, we've got Doctor Ready. uh being the top loser it's it's closing at 2825.05 it's down 2.77% this is purely news based as i understand 
and that's because some other company beat them to a virus or a vaccine or something and uh, they were basically first to market so they they beat dr ready to market and that as a result just uh, fell very sharply so um, i think that this is purely news based the next loser for the day is airtel another <laughs> relatively news based uh, stock it's at 430 dot down 1.97% it's very standard stuff i feel 419 is going to be an important technical level because that is where it's got its next support and uh, in general you know airtel quite a news based stock so uh, you can probably discount that technical level for uh, all the news that it gets itself into i believe recently uh, the founder had mentioned that india needs at least three private telcos and that possibly might have been partially why we saw this news happening or something like that so airtel in general it's not a company that i uh, you know trade or invest in purely because of that volatility i'm still i'm not i'm not a seasoned player proper seasoned player so it's probably a bit too early for me to even get into this and in general you know if why why take the unnecessary risk if you are not getting that abnormally high return that's that's my philosophy on that coming to bank nifty now so bank nifty closed at 32014.25 it's up 348.8 points or roughly 1.1% in general even though the percentage terms are much more evenly matched we've seen a two and a half to three times multiplier for uh bank nifty so uh, you know compared to nifty so if nifty is 100 points up bank nifty is generally between 300 or so points up so according to that based on that purely it, it it's fine it's it's completely in tandem or or so uh and if we look at how the intraday moves were it jumped up beautifully from that cip level and this is valid even for the daily charts so that's a good thing shows that there is support and with that being said it just walked right into the resistance zone and that is honestly a tad bit worrying to me however as with nifty i do feel that an all-time high retest can be attempted and cannot be ruled out if the previous uh, all-time high is broken so uh, again that is going to be a very major resistance uh, especially if we look at bank nifty's daily chart which is uh it, it, it's it's closer than nifty's chart i mean if we look at nifty we see the previous's previous all-time high so not the not the most recent all-time high the second most recent all-time high is the one to beat now in case of bank nifty it's the most recent all-time high that it needs to beat as a result it might face some resistance in fact it is very very close to that all-time high level so um hopefully if things go all right despite that resistance at higher level uh i do feel that there is a better chance for bank nifty to breach it at least touch it and then go um and yeah i'm i'm, I'm wondering if uh, the fm announcement despite it being just a report card will have any effect on uh, the stock prices it ideally should uh but really can't say because i'm not really sure about if there are any major reforms re especially related to the banking sector that um, bfm has announced if yes then of course we see a good move if not then well we do not coming to the day's gainers we've got pnb bank unusually leading the pack it's at 64.5 rupees up 6.09% it has jumped up from its support zone and uh, resistance zone is at uh, you know just below the price so it, it's partially breached that resistance zone in my opinion but the next resistance zone is expected at 67 to 69 rupees 
and then 70 rupees is of course going to be a psychological barrier the next gainer for the day is uh, axis bank and we already spoke about axis bank so i'll just skip that and come to the loser for the day which is kotak bank and it is at 1691.5 it is down 1.4 percent it went down from an all-time high and that is not a good sign but at the same time it is not something out of the ordinary so uh, really nothing uh, too exciting to talk about here kotak bank is a stock that we've mentioned a lot and I have said that it is one of the stocks that you know I would try to monitor daily because it, it looked pretty good, and now yeah, I mean it it just did not uh, sustain that all-time high level. It's fine. It's nothing worrying as such, in my opinion. Uh, but again, Monday we'll see whether it is worrying or not. The next loser for the day is barely a loser. It's, it's more flat than a loser in my opinion and that is hdfc bank is at 1263.1 and it is down 0.04 percent so barely anything and looks like it did not uh it is not respecting that smooth uptrend line that we're seeing but overall it is not bad at all again hdfc bank is a stock that you need to understand is a relatively slower mover overall and it is quite stable and in general it is uh, one of the strongest stocks that are that is there in Bank Nifty. It's also one of the stocks that moves Bank Nifty. So if HDFC Bank shoots up, then you could probably say with a reasonable amount of confidence that Bank Nifty will also uh, follow it. So that is a bit on the HDFC Bank. Again, I do not feel that just because it is kind of down uh, on Friday, it is a bad stock at all. That is not the case. Uh, another thing to add, we had... Uh, spoken about bank of Baroda. in fact i had mentioned i had uh, taken a position into it purely based on that uh, you know support zone and support level and it was also up like three percent or something on friday so that's a good sign it was very interesting to see unfortunately my position size in bank of Baroda is not that big so i'm I'm up barely a few rupees it's it's probably less than a less than the cost of uh, like a samosa or something so it's, it's that much but that's a good sign that hey it's at least increasing uh, we'll come to my trades now. Alright, six trades for the day and I made that mistake again. This is not my trades anymore. This is my positions because I feel that it is a more accurate representation. A very interesting thing happened today, uh, rather on Friday. And it's it's possibly one of the biggest mistakes that I've made uh, in recent times. So TCS was the biggest uh, positive thing that I, I did. And Maruti was uh, one of the biggest mistakes that I did, sadly. Uh, but that's fine. That That's what happens. I took six trades or six positions, six transactions overall during the day. And the first one was Venkis. This is being carried forward. The second one was Mariko. Uh, this was an intraday position. 5.63% or so was the ROI. The third one was Indigo again, an intraday position down 5.3% ROI. The fourth one was HUL down 6.35% ROI. Yeah, that's it. No, it's 6.25% ROI. So all of these were intraday. Maruti, I exited the carried forward position. Thankfully, I take profit. But even after my exiting, it went up by like 170 points or some shit. So it's crazy like that. And the reason why I had exited prematurely is because I I, I sort of got shit scared when it started uh, going down like that. So I was supposed to trail it at cost. But I, I was like, hey, it's, it's going down damn fast. So 
I'll exit it, uh, you know, quickly and I'll book whatever profit I can get. So I booked a very, very minute profit. I would not even call it modest. It was 3.35% ROI. But I missed out on a chance to catch a 200 point move, which is, it's it's, it's tragic really. Uh, but at the same time, it did teach me a lesson. So uh, that's all good. Uh, the last trade that I took was Bank Nifty. And this was a put for Bank Nifty. I know I said that Bank Nifty, an all-time high test might be possible, but I took a put uh, thinking that, you know, possibly if it goes down, then uh, at least it's there. Again, this this put is really not that expensive, so it's it's fine. Either way it goes, it's fine. It's more of, a, it's more of an experiment uh, more than anything. So that is what I took, and that is it for my positions for the day. Coming to the day's lesson, and no prizes for guessing it is about Maruti. Alright, so the lesson for the day, as I said, Maruti was quite possibly one of the most biggest learning experiences for in recent times for me. When I say in recent times, it's literally a few weeks. I'm not I'm not like several years into the market that I have. My recent times is not like one, two years. It is barely a few weeks or months. So that was my biggest lesson. Sometimes it is very important to trail at cost and, you know, this is very interesting and this is how the markets work. I feel this is a good example of how, you know, iffy the markets can be. For TCS, I said that it is important to book what you, whatever profits you're getting and exit it uh, because sometimes it may just fall and just take a massive dump on your PNL. At the same time, in Maruti, I'm saying that sometimes it is good to trail at cost because had I trailed at cost for Maruti, I would have just gained so many times more uh, than what I did. I think it it would have been it would have been like seven times more or like six times more than what I uh, you know what I earned. So I mean, sometimes it it is incredibly important to know when to exit, and uh, that, that's quite possibly the most important thing. And it's obviously easier said than done. I can. I can talk about these lessons all day, but it is extremely important for me and for you to actually implement these. And uh, this is this is the biggest reason why I share these, that A, it helps me sort of keep track of where I went wrong when I, you know, if I ever look back at these uh, after a few weeks, months, years, I can always look back at, uh, you know, where I was going wrong and whether I've improved. Plus, it also helps you uh, not, uh, you know, not have to learn it the hard way. So it also helps you understand all these things so that you can keep all of these things in mind. And yeah, it's a win-win situation like that if we look at it that way. So again, the lesson for the day, exit uh, in time, uh, whether, it, whether you know, you're trailing it at cost or whether you're keeping a certain profit, uh, profit percentage or a profit target that you're keeping make sure you have that because otherwise you might end up uh, regretting it big time and yeah that was that was the main lesson for the race because sometimes you know when the prices just move so quickly in the unintended direction you can uh, sort of get a little very nervous and this is something which did not bother me for pretty much last week entirely but on Friday it did, so make sure you keep that in mind, man. Otherwise, you're gonna uh, you're gonna feel like holy shit, I missed that bus. So yeah, that was the lesson for the day. 
that was it for this episode and i hope you found this informative insightful helpful and i hope you did not fall asleep if you did i hope you are all woken up now and if you missed a part please rewatch it or at least re-listen to it man this is not uh, this is not a sleeping with kr episode this is an indian markets with kr episode and make sure you also listen to the basics with kr because it is no longer complete basics with kr it is i am i am talking about a bit uh, more you know higher level stuff so even if you do know what the markets are and all that all that shit it's fine you can listen you can tune into it because it is not that basics anymore it is uh it's 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 good information with kr let's just say that so yeah kr signing out happy trading tomorrow make sure you listen to the next one Thank <music> you.